The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Mama, it's that man again, the Black Mental Matters man. How you doing, everyone? It is Vince the Voice, Black Mental Matters, myself and Makiba Reed Johnson. We're working hard to eradicate that stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community. Now everybody want to go back to work, or at least they're saying, you know, you need to get back to work. We already know work can be stressful, and then you got home life can be stressful. And then when you start working from home, that can add even more stress on top of everything. That stress can trigger anxiety. A study that came out said 80% of employees at a particular large company started looking for help, mental health help, from March of 2020 to March of 2021. So that tells you that people got a lot going on in their minds, in their psyche, and we need to be, you know, empathetic and know how to deal with this as we call ourselves getting back to work here in America. So, Makiba Reed Johnson and myself, we're going to chop this up. We're going to get ourselves back to work because, hey, it does matter. Black mental matters. is the world famous Makiba Reed Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, coast to coast, opening act for Madonna, Michael Jackson, oh Prince, Lady Goo Goo Gaga. Hey, Makiba, girl, it's such an honor <laughs> to be with you once again. Oh, my. The crowd was so, they just stunned. Man, oh, man. You you really know how to kick off these podcasts. I love it. I love it. You know, we got we to gotta get to keep the party going. Keep the party going going. It's I so, love it. I open from Madonna. Okay, yeah. I will take that. I, hey, that girl. And Lady Goo Lady Goo <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, girl. And uh, boy, oh boy, we, um, what can I say? It's, it's, it's good to smile because there's so much going on, you know, as always. And of course, we're working to make it better. And now, Makiba, that you know, they're talking about uh, it's time to go back to work and take, uh, you know, mask mandate, no mask mandate, just all this yeah. stuff. And work already can be stressful. And then we also found out, talking with Tim last week, so could home life, right? And right. Uh, when they interact and over, overlap as they do in work from home arrangements, we can find ourselves feeling overwhelmed, which of mm-hmm. course, that stress can trigger anxiety. And then now it was talking about going back to work, back to an office, back to the restaurant, back. <sighs> what do yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Back in, just tr- trying to get back into the swing of things. W- one thing that I've noticed right now is a lot of the restaurant, especially like fast food places, are understaffed. Yes. You know, so I mean, so just the tension when you're going into a restaurant, I mean, you can Ooh. feel it. They've got half the tables are, are empty because they're I mean, they were trying to social distance in the beginning. And now they just don't have the staff anymore because the staff was burned out during yes. last year when they had to continue working. So, I mean, that's added a lot of pressure to people that are going, trying to go back to work. That's right, because now it's you're double dutying, and then mm-hmm. uh, Karen walk in, and she ain't going to wear no mask, and <laughs> you know, she got that bad and is that worth your minimum wage? <laughs> right, and, and, and talking smack and all this kind of stuff, so it's messing with people's psyche big time, and I'm hearing, you're hearing, we're seeing, and we haven't had a workplace a shooting or something like that uh, in the past couple days, but mm-hmm. we had a string of those 
things going on, people losing their jobs and or or back to work and people acting crazy and and people. I mean, this is really something that uh, I think we got the world, America, got to focus in on and provide support for folks if you really want us to go back to work like you say you do. And and it's also the added pressure of, you know, people's financial situations mm. and, you know, people not having the option of, hey, you know, I, I need a little bit more time because, you know, people are experiencing are still experiencing trauma from 2020. You know, people lost loved ones and, yes. and some people haven't processed yes. what they have experienced throughout the pandemic. And now employers are, are kind of getting restless because most supervisors want to see, want to go into a physical space and see their employees being productive. Yes. And a lot of people have proven, hey, you know, I can be more productive at home, but that's not, you know, the ideal situation for, you know, a lot of the employers that are paying lease on office space. Yes. So it's just a lot that's building up to, you know, people having to go back to work and they're, they're, they're not mentally ready because there's so much stuff that hasn't been processed. And they, and like you said, they, but they have to quote unquote, go yeah. back to work. Uh, right now they're, they're taking away the benefits. So that kind of thing, state to state across the country, got to go oh, back yeah. to work. So this is an appeal not only to employers, but also co-workers to mm-hmm. recognize signs that uh, someone that you work with or your employee could need some extra support um, right. during this time. As you say, folks have lost loved ones, the uh, pressure, the stress, the the Karens, the this, the that. Um, <laughs> and, and so, you know, we, we want to come back to work. We want to be productive in our lives. But at the same time, we have to have people... I loved being when I was in the work world, being a supervisor, I understood, I think that it was about the people, you know, and mm-hmm. it was the work was going to get done. I mean, we gonna, ain't no problem with that. But just, you know, managing people. Hey, how you doing? Um, yeah. Hey, is there something that's bothering you? Can I, uh, you know, let, 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 let's go to the back and talk about it. Would you like to talk? Uh, yeah. Would you like to talk? Uh, Karen, Bobby, I've noticed you've been <laughs> more quiet than usual. Are you OK? These mm-hmm. are some very simple things that you can do to help folks uh, process and improve their mental health uh, situation for that moment anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's also a time for employers to reevaluate their workplace wellness policies and Mm. programs, which have basically just been focused on stress reduction programs, weight loss programs, um, health screenings, vaccination clinics, healthy vending machine options, which has fundamentally in the past when employers have said, hey, we want to create a healthy workplace. It hasn't really been about the employee and the concern of the employee. It's about productivity Mm. and employers. I believe 80 percent of large U.S. employers have some type of employee wellness program, mm. you know, and, and when you're talking about people going back into work and, you know, and what responsibility that the employer may or may not have in terms of ensuring their employees well-being, it really comes down to their trying to make sure that employees are happy and healthy because that impacts productivity. But the flip side of it is that it's now become an industry. Mm. It's an $8 billion industry. And I believe that the under the Affordable Care Act that most employers have access to funding yes. to, you know, for these types of programs. But the, the sad thing, Vince, is that research shows that these programs are not effective. 
that employee-based or employee wellness and workplace um, health programs aren't beneficial because the metric is only on basically the physical activity or the body mass index of their employees and they're not taking into account, you know, something as important as offering, hey, you know, can we have an option of working from home on one day a week? You know, can we extend, you know, parental leave? You know, if a child is sick, can I make sure that I can go home? You know, these are things to make your workplace more conducive to keeping you mentally intact when you you go back to work. There's uh, programs, and I think just across the board with EAP, Employer Employee Mm -hmm. Assistance Programs, that's what they're typically called. And if you're listening to this podcast, and you you may want to investigate if they have that at your place of employment, but it is one of the benefits that is offered quite often Often that you can, and it usually is a third party uh, organization mm-hmm. that helps with as it relates, uh, you know, to mental health or substance abuse, uh, uh, yeah. uh, trauma, and, and things like that. The EAP again, the Employee Assistance Program. Right. I've been uh, blessed to be able to, when I was in the workforce uh, at a hospital and at Comcast and places like that, where uh, those things were there, and. Of course, just like uh, everything else, forget that stigma. If you need to get that help, go on down there to HR and uh, Mm -hmm. tell the folks that, uh, you know, hey, uh, I need to talk to somebody at EAP. It ain't everybody's business, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the bottom line, just like our white brethren out there, hey, folks go get help. And then then they hunky dory, uh, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, they are great, (laughs) so to speak. Uh, Take advantage of those of those workplace opportunities to uh, improve. Improve your mental health. Right. Yeah. And I think with that in mind, it's important for employers to explain the confidentiality yes. where it pertains because most most employees, they're not even talking about their mental health at home. So for you to access a mental health resource from your employer, you know, most people have in the back of their mind, I don't want my boss to know that I'm struggling with depression or suicidal ideation. So mm-hmm. there there needs to be more upfront communication from the from the perspective of the employer, especially with, with the HR department to explain what that process is and that there is confidentiality if if an employee is trying to seek some type of mental health resource. And That's very important. Very important. And since we've been apart from each other uh, so long, when you get back to the work uh, world and back into the workplace, I want you as uh, co-workers and employers or supervisors, everything, to be looking out for signs and symptoms for anxiety and depression. It can uh, vary for each person and may right. look different when they're at home or they're at mm-hmm. work. But uh, here, here's some common things, some common signs and symptoms that you can look for. Irritability. You know, you ask them a question and they snapping all the time. You know, hey, can mm-hmm. I use your pen? You always want to use my damn pen. <laughs> ho, 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 <laughs> Sheila. Come on, calm down. I was just, you know, give, give me some space. You know, just irritable. Look out for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, changes in self-care and appearance. That's a mm-hmm. big one, you know, where yeah. you knew that he would be dapper every day or she would be to the nines and now uh, she ain't going to hair, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 there's an odor, uh, there's mm-hmm. just some things. That's a sign that something yeah. is going on. Uh, increased substance abuse. There are some uh, industries where people, you know, they, they do it 
you know, on the job or it's no issue. But if you notice that uh, someone uh, that you work with or one of your employees is looking to be just a little too something, I don't know, happy, sad, <laughs> depending on what <laughs> they've been taking, a little too quiet. That's another indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. Can't make a decision. You know, they're confused or it's like, you, you know, you used to be right on point. But now these days uh, it's hard. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, anytime you hear about thoughts or discussion about death or suicide, uh, yeah. you want to, uh, you know, jump in there right away. Low energy, sleep changes, talking mm-hmm. hopelessness or helplessness. What can we do? What can we do? There's always something we can do. And it starts mm-hmm. by seeking some help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and also just trusting the process and, mm-hmm. and understanding that it's it really boils down to the individual. And because I talk about this all the time when it comes to companies with their, you know, developing workplace wellness initiatives is that it's really up to you as an employee when you start a job to understand. And I've learned this from my own per- personal experience to set boundaries mm. when you're at work, mm. because that plays a big part in your emotional wellness. And my mom used to always say to me, Mickey, you know, how you start off is how you end up. So mm. if you start off in a job and you know your boss is praising you and hey you're doing so great and hey would you mind doing this extra project because you're so phenomenal at this and of course you're like <laughs> oh of course you know, this is my time to shine on so you're taking all this additional work on with no additional monetary compensation and then eventually you find yourself in a position where you can't you're having a difficult time saying no mm. to extra projects but other people around you say hey 501 and my job is nine to five 501 right. I'm gone right and I used to always think okay you know that that person's not committed to this job and there's no work ethic there but no that person knows exactly what they're doing because you have to have workplace boundaries you should not be checking an email at nine o'clock at night or up at six o'clock in the morning thinking about you know the project that you've got at work there has to be workplace boundaries boundaries, right that you have to set Mm. because your employer is not going to set those and it's really when you look at it it's not their responsibility to make sure you and I hate that it's it's like it's not their responsibility to make sure you're okay Mm. you have to be the one to make sure that you're eating right during the day, that you're taking a lunch break away from your desk, Mm. that you are not internalizing problems and taking stuff home. When you leave the office, your mind should leave the office too. You should not be at home thinking about work. And this is why it's going to be hard for a lot of people to transition back into going to work because we've been home. And now we're going back to work. So we, we've had those boundary lines blurred. Well, it's right. You are so right when you say that it's not that manager, that boss, that employer's responsibility. However, as a good boss, as a good manager, Absolutely. as a good supervisor, I'm telling you, when your employees, your folks are happy, things, yes. uh, product, everything increases as mm-hmm. well as their mental health is yes. better. Uh, last thing you want is a whole assembly line full of mad folks. I mean, them widgets <laughs> ain't going to get on that line. <laughs> So every other everybody's mad everybody's mad <laughs> everybody you know is just tripping and and rightly so these days that's why again this is this is unprecedented situations mm-hmm. for folks and things that they had to think about or go through that we've never had to before and now we're talking about just jump back into the workplace come on now we've got to be for real so when they get back there I don't care what it is I want you to show empathy and be available co-workers bosses managers whatever showing 
empathy. I just went through this, uh, Makiba. We don't have to get into the conversation we had, but just showing empathy and listening non-judgmentally. You, you know, you this is what you talk about all the time can help someone more than you know. Absolutely. And to especially be aware of your black employees mm. that have a whole nother layer of issues that they are contending with, you know, mentally. I think I think today is the anniversary of George, George, George Floyd's yeah. death. That time, yeah. yeah. So so we have things that we're carrying around with us. And of course, we carry them into the workplace. So definitely for employers, just like what you were saying, Vince, to be mindful of making sure that you're creating a space where your employees are comfortable opening up if they're having some type of issue mentally. Absolutely. Since you said that with this political environment you gotta mm-hmm. oh boy keep that out the office because we on fire with this oh, stuff here goodness. these days it's just going on a, on a downward Absolutely. downward downward spiral and if you know folks coming back to work and they've got uh, feelings about this candidate or that candidate or this party and that mm-hmm. party that is another increaser and in stress as you say leave work at work lead in politics at, on TV that's where you leave them yes, <laughs> leave yes them. because there are other things to talk about Absolutely. Everything does not have to be about politics. Absolutely. Mm. If you are doing virtual meetings and stuff, which has now become the norm, um, mm-hmm. you still need to call or check or do something one on one with folks, you know, to just let them know that they're OK or ask those little questions again. Hey, everything going OK? Anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed you've been more quiet on the Zooms lately. Uh, you know, I see you ain't putting your pitch up no more. Uh, what's <laughs> going I mean, you, you just put your picture up you're not live no more right uh, <laughs> some, zoom, zoom burnout some some people are just done with zoom and and you i mean you know why i mean we've been using zoom for now over a year <laughs> mm. so some people are just are just kind of have zoom fatigue but i mean it, it kept us uh rolling along here it did um and so i mean but, but keep that in mind for those that are and who's because i think also after this some jobs or some situations you may not ever be going back into that office if you stay with that company. I mean, That's right. why would you pay all that money for a building when you've learned that you can accomplish all the same things and make more money or the same money uh, with everyone being at home? So right. uh, this thing is going, going to continue. Mm-hmm. And what I would say to employers, Vince, is to not only think about the employee, but think about the institution that you're working with as as an employer you need to to think about the wellness of the institution are you part of an organization that puts its employees health and well-being at the forefront or is it just something that you do because you have the funds allocated and you're just putting together a program because it's, it's just what you do as an employer what we need to start thinking about is to acknowledge wellness as an individual and institutional journey so it's not just the employee it's also the employer working down and up to ensure hey you know let's make sure that we've got some policies that are in place where the entire institution is a great place to work where people leave from work not feeling drained Mm. you know and are happy to come to work there's no doubt that this pandemic has had, I think you were talking earlier, and uh, one organization talks about an 80 percent, 80 percent increase in its members. Uh, this was uh, Lyra uh, Healthcare, 80 percent mm-hmm. increase in members seeking care uh, uh, from this 
80%. Now think about that. That's eight out of 10 people that you work with needed some mental health care. So people are like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, I can't. But no, it really does play an effect and, and that mental health and stress and things can manifest itself into a physical situation. Um, and that's what we're finding out as well. You know, if you're constantly got your teeth grit together, you know, you're grinding and you're, you're balling your fists and you're, and it's mm-hmm. all tight and all that because of whatever the situation is, um, that's, that's not good. And so we need to be focused in again on all of us together as we get back out here into this world. The main reason for even doing this podcast, you don't know what people are going through, but I do know for sure that you're not the only one that's going through that. Absolutely. And there are people out there that can get you the help that you need where it's going to be comfortable for you in in terms of navigating through the workplace and finding out how to access the mental health resources. If, If you hang in there and just make sure that you know that the journey is really up to you as the employee that's like going through all the things that you're talking about, like you know, being tense at work and you're gritting your teeth and you're sitting at your desk and your, you know, your knuckles are tight, your neck and your shoulders for you to be able to say, OK, you know, there's something wrong. There is something going on with me. I need to go on and seek help while I still can, because so many of us, especially in the workplace, you don't want to appear weak right. because then you're thinking, OK, you know, my boss is going to think I can't do this job right. and that I'm incompetent. They're going to bring somebody else in here that doesn't have these emotional wellness issues. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you're creating a space for people to feel comfortable. Same way if you went to work and you have a heart condition, you know, that's not going to be something that you're ashamed of. You're going to, you know, talk about it. You're going to have your medication. You're going to be doing things to, you know, as far as exercise and eating right, it should be the same type of destigmatization when it comes to mental health. And I do believe there, I know, not believe, I'm sure that there are um, actual laws probably in, in place that would prevent someone from taking advantage of a situation because you went to go get some help. Um, let's so, talk about that. Let's can, talk, can about talk about it, that. Please. Let's talk about that. The problem with that is with it being the right to, I think what's called right to fire, right to <laughs> right to fire is that a lot of times some people will feel like I know that it's illegal to discriminate against an employee having a mental illness or whatever, you know, type of mental health issue that that employee is going through. But the problem is that the employer can say that it's something else. Mm. It's your attitude. It's because you're, you know, you, you've been late three days in a row. Oh, it's because you don't get along with people in the office. And all of those other things can be attributed to something that you are you know, you're struggling in your own life. And so you, you, you're you making mistakes at work or you're hostile at work. So you can get fired for something else. Actually, when the reason that the employee employer is identifying you as, OK, this is a person that needs to not be with this company is really the underlying issue is your mental health. But you can't prove it. You can't mm. prove that your boss fired you because of that reason, because they can list a ton of other things. That's part of the problem with people feeling like People really don't feel like they are, their rights are protected when it comes to mental health, you know, with those invisible disabilities that you can't see because it's hard to prove that the person is discriminating against you because of that. Well, I have always been an advocate of writing things down, folks. 
Mm. Uh, when you're in the workplace, when it's a situation that takes place that's not, for some reason it stands out, good, bad, ugly, what have you, write that, just get you a little journal, a little diary, write it down. Put it on a piece of paper. It don't have to be all document everything. Document yes. everything. You are right. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard that in a while. You're absolutely right. Document <laughs> everything. So when it really, if the rubber does hit the meet the road, hit the road, whatever, you got your ducks in a row and you can uh, defend yourself properly uh, right. and, and truthfully and mm-hmm. thoroughly because you have a list of uh, or a whole, you know, a manifesto or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> of why this receipts. Is, receipts. You, got, you receipts. got receipts on why all these things could have happened or what did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just hope that people, it's just going to take people being more aware and empathetic and, and just love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the word. I mean, sometimes people, I, I had to fire folks. It, I didn't feel, it didn't feel good, but at the same time, I didn't feel yeah. bad about it either. This is the job and, and it's you know, it's, it's business. I mean, if you're my employee, and uh, it's either me or you. If you don't know this, folks, the, the real job always is making your boss look good. Ooh, I yes. don't care what <laughs> I don't care what you do and yep. what type of uh, business it is the job the first job is to make your boss look good and once you mm-hmm. can understand that and uh, uh, deal with that a lot of times you don't have a, a lot of issues with that particular boss anyway there'll still be other right. things <laughs> but I, I think they're your mindset when you get to a position oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that no what you what you need to do is make your boss look good and hopefully you have a caring, understanding boss that sees that you're a great employee and going to give you more opportunities and more money and all that stuff. But um, people don't under, I think a lot of times don't understand that. And as a result, end up with more workplace stress than necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's why it's important to know that you have to take your own well-being in your own hands. Absolutely. Well, I'm uh, ready to go back to work, Makiba. I don't know about everybody else. <laughs> However, until the whole, excuse me, the whole pandemic thing was gone, I'm going to have my mask on. Bruh, Don't be asking what? me about my little, my little personal uh, air purifier that I got around my <laughs> neck. Um, all those things. And if we can just all, you know, I'm, I'm trying to protect you as I protect myself. If we can mm-hmm. get past all of that, uh, we'll be back out here and America will be running like a smooth, uh, fine-tuned engine once again. There you go. Wait. Again? You gonna make America great again, Vince? Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Yes I am. Five minutes. Yes, I, yes we can. There you go. Yes, we can. So wherever we go, uh Bikiba, we see those people out there working, that's what we go tell them. Gonna, yes, yes we can. Yes we can because yeah, yes we can. We're not gonna do that. I love it. <laughs> So again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I I, I wish you well as you go back into this uh, world, as as we come out once again, slow down on the roads. I know you've been in the house all this time. People flying Mm -hmm. up and down the street. Slow down. Slow down on the road. Take your time. Ease back into the workplace. And uh, the employers, please support your employees. And remember that uh, Black Mental Matters does matter. Mm. Absolutely. We'll see you next time.